Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59, 27-point furnace tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to servicepatriots.com. Danny and Dusty. All right, my rock smashes your scissors. Oh, no, not these scissors, pal. This is a uh, special titanium steel alloy. Developed by NASA for the space program. These scissors that smashed you and wrapped this smithereens. No, 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 not this rack. This rack happens to be kryptonite. With the latest on the Blazers, Ducks, Beavers, and the hottest topics in sports. Hey, what's happening, Norm? Oh, it's a dog-eat-dog world, Sammy, and I'm wearing milk bone underwear. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. No! The Fan. Hour number two, Danny and Dusty with you. Thank you for being a part of our day, letting us be a part of yours, whether you're listening on the fan, 1080, 99.5 HD2, 1080thefan.com, the Odyssey app, or 1080amthefan on YouTube. Thank you. Thank you. Is Twitch up yet? Uh, no. We're not twitching yet. No, we're going to do it after after we come back, just because yeah. That's a good call. only one show. That's a good call. So Yeah. Yeah. That's a good call. Mm. All right. Um, I made an executive decision. You are an executive. I am. You are the chief officer of social media mm-hmm. at 1080 The Fan. Indeed. And if that wasn't your title, it, it is, now. is now. Updated my LinkedIn. I right heard now. it on the radio. Mm-hmm. I heard somebody say it. <laughs> it's there. there. It's there. People are saying. Mm. People are saying. All right. It is National Signing Day across college football, and what a day it has been. Uh, this is flip season, and I don't, I, like, I don't remember a day where we have seen so many flips happen just like in a row and they are spanning the country. Like we have seen where specific schools, right? Georgia or Alabama will just come in and then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, well they swoop this guy up. Oh, they swoop this guy up. I think this is the power of NIL. And I think this is a really good thing about NIL is that everybody's like, it's going to consolidate the power of the top programs. And to an extent, it has, but what it has also done is it has leveled a playing field from like six to eight schools to expanding it out to, you know, 16 to 20 schools that are now picking guys off left and right. And NIL is a big driving force mm-hmm. in that. And it, that cannot be ignored. And look, NIL is also good because programs like Oregon State, 
with what they did with DJ Uyunglele last year. They they can go and they can pull some money and say, hey, we got a quarterback that can guide our offense, and we were in a pinch. We figured that thing out. NIL has helped a lot, but what we are seeing now is some schools are thriving in the world of NIL. Some are failing miserably. And one school that is thriving, and it should be no surprise because of the deep pockets that they have, mm-hmm. the Oregon Ducks have put themselves together quite the recruiting, recruiting class. Yeah, as they get ready to transfer into the Big Ten, they're, uh, they're, they're filling holes and, and bolstering depth all, all across the field. It does not feel like they are quite done yet either. Um, if you are following along in the recruiting circles and all that, they, they have made a few flips today and at positions of need. Heading into today, um, the Ducks really, it was like they felt really good in the, the recruiting insiders. And we'll have Andrew Nemec on of the recruiting show with Andrew Nemec. He will join us at 2 o'clock uh, to talk about the specifics of, of all the details of flips and non-flips. But when they were entering the day, Jack Ressler, receiver uh, receiver out of uh, Modern Day down in California, mm-hmm. he was like the only guy that the recruiting insiders were really confident that Oregon was going to sign as a wide receiver this year. As it turned out, they were able to hold on to a commitment from Dylan Gresham, uh, who is out of uh, San... Oh, gosh. I don't know. Uh, Southern California, a wide receiver. I don't know where he's from. That's not good. I'm spacing on it. I got nothing for you. San Jacinto? Was it Gresham? Yeah. Um, They hold on to him because USC was coming at him hard. Arizona was making a push at the end. They they end up... San San Jacinto. Okay. Yeah. I knew it was somewhere down there. Um, They were able to hold on to him. He's a five-star receiver. They were able to flip Ohio State commit Jeremiah McLennan, McLennan, who's a four-star receiver that... Look, Ohio State was high on. If you have seen the track record of Ohio State and what Brian Hartline has done recruiting that room uh, for the Buckeyes, uh, they don't miss very often. They were able to flip him, and they have uh, officially gotten his um, paperwork in. And then they go and they get a flip from USC um, where they go out and they get Ryan Pelham out of Long Beach, California, uh, Millican High School. They flip another four-star receiver, and all of a sudden, that position of need where they need to bolster it because of you know Troy Franklin, mm-hmm. Treshawn Holden, they fill they're starting to fill that room back, back up. Yep, and that's, and that's, with high-end talent, and that's the thing. Anytime you you have a great team, and this is what the, kind of the signs are. You know, you look at a Georgia, you look at Alabama, you look at Ohio State, you look at Michigan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can have great classes, but you better be backfilling. You you better have that depth. You better have, and the thing is, is, it's not in the past where you used to target positions every other year. Yeah, you've got to do it every year now because transfer portals, guys leaving early. You, you never know what's going to happen. And the interesting thing is, is you look at the that was at the top. I saw something come across a ticker. I think it was a top twenty five or it was a top fifty prospects in the country. They're spread all over the country. Mm-hmm. They aren't all in the SEC anymore. Yep. They aren't all at Georgia, Alabama anymore. You're seeing them at Texas, at Georgia, at Alabama, at Ohio State, at Michigan, but you're also seeing them pop up in random places. And this started, in a sense, a couple years ago when Travis Hunter decided to go yeah. to Jackson, Jackson State. State. And so people were wondering, is this going to be like a new mold? And I don't know if it's necessarily a new mold yet, but 
if you want to go somewhere and make some money and be a featured guy, which we can all agree, Travis Hunter went to Colorado, and my God, was he featured. Yeah. Now, he got beat up and he got hurt because he was playing 160 snaps a game, but he is a household name. He is. He is a household name on both sides of the ball, and he's making himself a ton of money in NIL, and he's also putting an obscene amount of tape down for the NFL. Yeah. I think also, like, if you look at Oregon specifically and what they've been able to do with recruiting balance uh, in this class, look, you you got quarterback of the future, Luke Moga. He signed, sealed, delivered, um, even though, look, I bet a lot of schools are trying to make that push after they get Dylan Gabriel and Dante Moore, but there was never a doubt that he was going to be signing elsewhere other than Oregon. Look at where, after Mario Cristobal left, it was, okay, can they keep it up with recruiting in the trenches, especially on the offensive line, right? They were able to hold on to Jaquan McCroy, who got that big push from Deion Sanders and Colorado, and... They, he was a, not flipped. He's the uh, 80th overall prospect in the country, and I, I believe the sixth best tackle in the country. Mm-hmm. You're able to hold on to him, and you, you're you able to get high-quality offensive line play. Uh, Fox created the kid out of Evergreen uh, right up here in mm-hmm. Vancouver. They mm-hmm. get the kid out of West Salem, the big mm-hmm. offensive lineman who's big very old, raw. Big old boy, though. He is very, very raw in Trent Ferguson. Mm-hmm. But then out of the portal, they were able to uh, get the Bedford kid out of Indiana mm-hmm. a, a couple of days ago. You're seeing that they are still recruiting the offensive line very well. What Dan Lanning has always hung his hat on, being a defensive guy, they get Breland, the defensive lineman, out of Mauder Day. They hold on to Elijah Rushing, who they flipped in the summer from Arizona. They pull him out of Tucson. He's uh, Both those guys, Breland and Rushing, have been upgraded to five-star prospects uh, by 24-7, which I always find interesting that on signing day, guys all of a sudden get a bump up. Who the hell knows with, with that kind of stuff? We know that works. But you are finding guys that where they are continually getting doubles, or homers in that in the trenches on both sides of the football. They have balance in this class. It's a good class for Oregon. I believe that with when you account the transfer portal in their overall, they're either fourth or fifth. This thing just keeps jostling back and forth uh, between them and Ohio State. But this is going to go down as the best recruiting class in Oregon history. And Dan Lanning has done it again because mm-hmm. guess what last year was? the best recruiting class in Oregon history. There's a potential that this thing does land and and settle inside the top five. And there's still those rumblings out there that they may not be done yet. They're currently fourth with the adjustments of the the, the two recent flips. And Kobe Savage, too, the safety out of – who has, by the way, the best name of of anybody I've seen in the portal, Kobe Savage, the safety out of Kansas State. That's a badass name. I mean, you get the Mamba and his last name is Savage? What? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's 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 good parenting. This was um, you're you're getting the flips, and you're not on the wrong side of those flips. And I think that you know Washington fans have said this. Uh, Junior Adams, the wide receivers coach at Oregon, he is a very good recruiter. He's the guy that recruited mm-hmm. that room that you're seeing starring right now at the University of Washington. He is a phenomenal recruiter. We're seeing that. The knock on him was by Washington fans like, well, he couldn't develop those guys. Look what happened after they after he left. Well, okay, they also grew into their bodies and figured out football. And it takes two years to truly figure out how to play the game at the collegiate level. 
when you're especially when you're a wide receiver and you're being asked to do um, what those UW receivers are, are being asked to do. It's really it is so hard for a freshman to pop or even a sophomore. Yo, God, mentally, what you are asked to do from high school to college, it's not even on the it's same. It's another universe. Yeah, no, it, and that's why when you see freshmen that are truly great, no matter what position they play, it's it's just different. Yeah. You go, and even if it's something as simple as a, as a running back. Yeah. Run, running back is probably the easiest mentally, but physically, it's really damn yeah, hard. it's really hard to do that. In which, so when you see a guy like a Damian Martinez or a Jade Nod, if you go back in time, a Marshawn Lynch, when you are uh, Maurice Claret, like you, when you see guys that are truly transcendent freshman players, yeah, it's your eyes go, oh, okay, you're 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 different, especially if they're not a guy who's like a late nineteen year old freshman, yeah. You know yeah. the, the the near twenty year old freshmen. That was a little more common when you and I were growing up. The uh, held back for a year, year and a half situation, where it's like, that's a that's a really big eighteen year old. Uh, he'll be twenty next month. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> uh, genetics matter because I was held back. <laughs> was it quite as helpful? No, no. But I was nineteen when I graduated high school. There you go. <laughs> but it is like, even those guys. Like mm-hmm. it, it takes a little bit longer, yeah. man. But they are. Oregon had one hell of a class, and as the text line uh, points out, they Jericho Johnson, who is going to be signing, uh, I believe, is he tomorrow at three? Um, he is another defensive lineman that Oregon is, they're circling him. Mm-hmm. And I also think that when you look at some of these guys that they're flipping, it also can tell you the picture of maybe some of the portal receivers, they're like, all right, we're not going to be in the running for. I, I saw that just yesterday. Texas A&M's stud receiver, who now everybody from like the 2021 class at A&M is like gone, or 2022 mm-hmm. class, they're all gone. The one that they paid all that money for, they're all gone. Like all of them are gone. <laughs> which was, uh, which is an open question. If the if all of these guys just came for the money, mm-hmm. and then the 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 valve gets cut off, what will happen? Yeah, but at that point though, you look at. Your production and how many guys have been reliable, like the Texas A&M guys, they're all guys that are starting and playing. Mm-hmm. Look at the portal and look at the guys who are leaving. Are they those guys or are they the guys that have seen their jobs get Snatched swooped up? up? Yeah. Like Triquiz Bridges is a good example mm-hmm. of Oregon who has now found his landing spot. He's at Florida. I think he committed to Florida over the weekend. Like, No where- way a long, rangy DB end up at Florida, yeah. huh? Huh, weird, huh? Weird. Who is really, he's still it's a, it's really a, damn a, it's good. It's a great right? landing spot for him. It is a fantastic landing It's a fantastic landing, landing, spot, landing for spot for him. But that is, you're starting to see, it, it, it should not be a surprise to anybody, right? Look at look at the schools that are in the top five right now on the twenty four seven. You said Oregon was at four. Yeah, the the live update had them at four. So they're the, the number one is Georgia, number two is Alabama, number three is Texas, and Oregon is four. Uh, as of right now, Georgia is one, Alabama two, Ohio State three, Oregon four, Texas five, uh, Florida State six, and okay. then Miami, Oklahoma, so and Notre Dame. Of that top five, Florida is having. They have fallen 10 spots to 15. We need to talk about that because that is something right there. Yeah. Of those top five, how many of them have uh, the head, head coaches of the top five have coached under Nick Saban? All of them. Four. Four of the five. Because Ohio, Ryan Day. Well, no, 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 Day. Ryan Day. Ryan Day is the only yeah. one that hasn't. Think about that. Yeah, no, the Saban coaching tree Kirby is... Kirby Smart, Steve yeah. Sarkeesian. And I know Sark was a good recruiter and he was he was there but as also, an offensive coordinator. 
you learn. He it, went there to the is, rehab school of Nick Saban rehab school. Like, in, they all did in Dan Lanning, yeah. right? The the recruiting method mm-hmm. that Nick Saban has it it is not just a bag. I, I promise you, it is not everyone just has a, a bag. Look in the top twenty right now, everyone has a bag. It it, it is connection. Mm-hmm. It is development, mm-hmm. and it is sales. And Nick Saban, they're Wolf of Wall Street, now. knows how is. to sell mm-hmm. his program. And the people that coach under him, they learn. They, and he doesn't take every rehab coach. And if you if you don't if you don't believe that, well, check out what Maryland has been doing in how many guys that they are in the running for. Now mm-hmm. their class is not very good right now. I think they're forty sixth, but it's Maryland. They are Loxley, who was under Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. He is now starting to Pulled try to, to his get up a there. little bit of that footing. Mm-hmm. And if you've watched and you've kind of followed along, they're not winning all of these battles, and they're not going to because but they're in. They're Maryland. Yeah, they're the salesmanship. Nick Saban has got that secret sauce, and Look, all those guys are taking it, man. Uh, Sark, Kiffin, like guys that I saw at USC, and, and I heard about stuff behind the scenes. They, they got it. They could sell, and that was honestly the, the issue with Clay Helton is they couldn't. But you look at all of those guys that have been under Saban. Kirby Smart can sell, man. Dan Lanning can sell. Hell, the first time I met Lanning was at Pac-12 Media Days right after they hired him. I told you after we got done with him, I go, I like him. Yeah. And if I'm doing that, what the hell do you think an 18-year-old is doing? <laughs> like, they're they're ready to go. He's yeah. got it, man. And, like, that's what Alabama does. And it's it's not greasy. It's not dirty. They just they know how to do it. Yep. There's a formula. There's a rhyme and a reason to what they do and how they do it. And that's how you get guys to co- go to places. Look, Alabama is a national power and all that. It's still freaking Alabama. Yep. Do yep. you almost like to get a kid from the West Coast to go to Alabama? Well, and then what you're able to sell is a lot more than what we, like, hey, come here and sit. And develop. That's a hard thing, especially right now, to convince kids to do. Especially when they, you know, a school like a Maryland can say, "Hey, we're gonna give you that cash, and you can play, and you can play right away." It it's recruiting is very tough, and you're starting to see uh, the cream rising to the top. Uh, Oregon is currently sitting and nestled in the top five uh, with their recruiting class as it stands. Uh, they have 23 letters of intent signed. Um, sealed and delivered. They're waiting on a couple of more to come in. The transfer portal has already had five guys commit. This is going to be the new age. These monster classes are going to be coming in because you now have uh, caps being pulled back uh, on how many guys you can bring in. And because of the transfer portal is saying, hey, a lot of guys are leaving. We're going to bring more guys in. But Oregon, they solidified their class, and there's a lot of balance with it. One quarterback, one running back, uh, and this is just high school, five receivers, four linemen, four de- offensive linemen, four de- five defensive linemen, four linebackers, four defensive backs. And they are stacked. Four-star recruits. It's been a good day. They currently rank second of Big Ten classes, only behind Ohio State. Uh, let's get to what the Beavs have done because this could have been disastrous for Oregon State. They made a little bit of footing here with the late pushes at the end. Danny Dusty on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny and Dusty on the fan. All right, we uh, talked about the Oregon Ducks recruiting class. They make some waves with some flips, especially at wide receiver, closing the deal on guys like Ryan Pelham and Jeremiah McLennan, but uh, also Jaquan McCroy, the offensive lineman. That's a big. That's a big keep for them. Um, that because Colorado was making a big push and they were able to hold on to him along with Dylan Gresham, the wide receiver who was uh, trying to be poached by USC as well. The Oregon State Beavers, um, they currently have, and this is going to be, an, this is interesting. It's a double edged sword because they have the coaching turnover, mm-hmm. they have the conference stuff, the conference, and then you also have the defections in the portal. They're going to be filling a lot more via portal. In the coming days, we've already seen, and I, I think it's, I think it's great. They got seven transfers already coming in, um, and they're filling gaps on positions of need. Right, you get a cup, a pair of linemen from Colorado. You get a defensive lineman and an edge rusher from Indiana and Houston uh, out of the portal. They're trying to fill those, fill those edge, fill those spots with guys that can play right away. Right. The what I think they've done a really good job of is Trent Bray getting some new guys and new blood into what was going to be a small class anyway. They got eight guys, I think, right now that have signed their letters of intent. Um, And two of them, they've gotten commitments from recently. The running back out of uh, Corona, California Centennial Mm -hmm. High School, Cornell Hatcher. He's a three-star guy, but fits the bill. Like Oregon State's been been pretty good. If they identify a running back... I trust. I trust the idea. Even with the, even with the new staff, I just the hardest part though is like, yeah. all right, you've got Ryan Gunderson now in, mm-hmm. and you you're going to be trying to say, all right, this we've got a new system, but trust me, you'll fit our system. You'll fit what we're trying to do here. I think they got a really good quarterback in Kalen Guthridge, the, the Wilsonville guy. They got mm-hmm. the local quarterback out of Wilsonville, five A, big old lefty. state player. The he is he is a lefty. Kid can sling it, mm-hmm. and it, what I'm if they land just, Murphy? I'm Malik Murphy out yeah. of Tech. That'd be huge, man. That would be huge because is Guthridge a kid who's gonna play right away? No, no. but and that'd be a nice. I mean, it'd be a huge. It would be, be a massive. Coup, it would be cool for them in their immediacy, but also would allow their next quarterback to kind of groom up underneath them. Caleb, Kalen uh, Guthridge, though, out of Wilsonville, mm-hmm. his coach Adam Gunther, he texted me. September and was like, Hey, like he's got, he's, he's going to pop. He has got 
it. He's a D1 and guy. And he's been, like, he goes, I, we just need to give him the, the chance. Need to get him the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so I have st- I started, like, following him, watching his film on Huddle, and kid can spin it, and he mm-hmm. gets a ball out quick. And he can throw a deep ball. You, sh- you show me the clips. He, uh, he, he's, he's got a cannon with and, a touch. And he's got a size and frame. Yeah, he's a big old kid. And the thing that I... Like appreciate there's like there's there's guys that you trust right there's there's always coaches that will just sell anybody. Mm-hmm. Gunther isn't gonna blow smoke. Mm-hmm. He I believe it when he says if between he says the ears yeah. he's got it. That's a that's a good pickup. Mm-hmm. You're getting that diamond in the rough. They get the Haverland kid, the edge rusher out of Sheldon as well. Mm-hmm. They're getting the local kids and saying, all right, develop and mold. We we may go through it for a little bit, but we're gonna develop and we're getting kids with frame that we feel that can project to be the guys that we want them to be. Mm-hmm. I I like what Trent Bray is doing. Fill the immediate needs through the portal. You're going to have to get a lot more b- due to the defections. But the developmental guys that they're getting in offensively especially, I'm I really I it's it's hard really hard to get into these homes and sell them especially this late in the game. We don't have a conference that we're going to. So the first 2 years that you're here, we're going to be playing this hybrid Mountain West schedule. But it's kind of local, and then we don't know what the future is gonna what is gonna hold. We're running a new system. The guy who is the brains of our operation is now at Michigan State, and he's taken all of the pieces that we felt were going to be our building blocks moving forward, with the exception of Damian Martinez, who we'll have for a year, which is a good building block. Good, to have. good block to have. But he takes Aiden Childs. He takes Jack Velling. Mm-hmm. He's he is taking the system with him. Mm-hmm. Trust us. And that is a really hard thing to recruit against. And so I wouldn't look at your recruiting ranking right now because Oregon State didn't really much for getting the four or five star guys anyways, mm-hmm. right? I do like the approach that Trent Bray has had because he's held on to a lot of guys that have been committed for a while. And in a late push, he was able to get a couple of guys that are going to be those diamonds in the rough uh, for Oregon State. Not all hope is lost. We'll talk with Andrew Nemec about it and we'll get into the weeds on it. Uh, at the top of the hour, hopefully, with Nemec. But coming up next, we got uh, our man Ryan Horvath. We do. Uh, coming up next, we do have Ryan Horvath of our BetQL Insider. Uh, but first, here's the Big Kahuna Sports and Update. You ever had a Big Kahuna burger? I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'm going to make a toast because we still alive. No big. I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. On the line now is the host of BetMGM Tonight, Odyssey Sports betting insider, Ryan Horvath. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to BetMGM Tonight podcast. For more of Ryan Horvath's analysis, just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcast. Horvath, how you doing? How is the uh, the... The absolutely, I don't know, sane world of early bowl season treating you. Yeah, it's been crazy. <laughs> like, uh, obviously, some opt outs, some injuries, coaches leaving last night with, you know, the Frank Harris stuff for UTSA. The line was bouncing all over the place. Where at one point, I think they were like 12 and a half point favorites. They closed as seven point favorites, and it didn't matter because they won by double digits. So, like, closing line value, a lot of that stuff just doesn't really matter. Um, you know, that's why, man, you really got to be careful with some of these bowl games, unless you have really good information or unless you think that there's like a huge drop off from the starting quarterback to the backup. Like 
Last night was a good example. Frank Harris, he'd been at UTSA for like seven years, but he'd been hurt like all season long, so they played without him, and the backup was just fine. And actually, we got their third-string quarterback. So that's always the crazy part, right, is like, what team cares? Which teams want to be there? You know, you see sometimes like guys uh, on some of these teams on social media on Instagram the night before, like in Las Vegas uh, at the craps table until 4 a.m. You probably don't want to back that team. So so far so good. I just I really can't wait to get to uh, get to the college football playoff because we know what the motivation will be for all those teams. Yesterday, I just felt old watching Chad Pennington's kid quarterback Marshall. And then, well, it was Josh McCown's, McCown's kid was kid. the court, quarterback for UTSA. I was just like, oh, boy, now now these guys' kids are starting in college in bowl games. Is there a game, though, that you're looking at as you go down? And, and you, you mentioned something that always sticks out to me, and I look at for who really wants to be at a bowl game, right? Which teams want to be there and which ones want to prove a point? Is there a school that or a game that is really sticking out to you that, all right, Maybe they do want it a little bit more than whoever they're playing. Yeah, absolutely. There was a couple schools. Like, unfortunately, like UCLA already played. I really mm-hmm. like that one. But I like Utah State. I have them circled. I really like Arizona. In fact, I've bet Arizona um, there pretty is. much every week for, like, the last month and a half, guys. And I think that they'll be extra motivated. Um, I actually faded JMU. I, I really like – uh, Air Force in this game. Now, the number's kind of bouncing around a little bit. If you could get three, I really like it. That's the other thing. Like, if you miss your number sometimes, you could just wait and bet these games live, if you're capable, of course, mm-hmm. of live betting, because sometimes you'll miss the number. A team will go down right away 7 nothing, and you'll get a better number pop up right away. You know, you're not always that lucky, but I'm actually going to fade JMU. They had a ridiculously good season. They're playing in their first bowl game, so a lot of people are going to bet them. So maybe you wait for the best number. Um, but I mean, their entire coaching staff is pretty much, you know, gone now. And so they had to, like, pay a makeshift coaching staff just to coach this game. They lose – like, a lot of their guys say that they're going to play in this game, but they lose a bunch of their guys, including their starting quarterback. They're all hitting the transfer portal. So I just wonder, like, you know, you know, like, what's the motivation? How prepared are they going to be when they're in the transfer portal right now? You know, probably listening to offers from some of these other schools. So I'm going to fade JMU. And like I said, I really like Arizona. I like Utah State. And then um, I want to wait and see what happens with Florida State because they got some guys opting out. But I plan on betting Florida State plus 14 and maybe even a little money line as long as they go through with the game. I mean, I know Jared Verse isn't going to play in this game, but they're going to be pissed off. They're going to want to be there. And, you know, it's easy to think, well, oh, Georgia's going to be motivated. Kirby always has his guys motivated. But who's going to play for Georgia? You know, I'd be shocked to see. I mean, you know, you're not going to see Brock Bowers, and I'd be shocked to see a lot of the guys on the defensive side of the ball, too. So I might end up betting Florida State just because of what happened with the college football playoff committee. You know, I, I like the Arizona one, too, because they're playing Oklahoma, which they're yeah. starting a five-star quarterback at Oklahoma who's getting his first start because Dylan Gabriel's out. Their left tackle, Caden Green, entered the portal. He's gone. He's going to Missouri. I like that Arizona pick a lot because Jed Fish's defense has been playing lights out down the stretch. Yeah, they really have. I mean, and like you said, with Oklahoma, they kind of faded down the stretch as well. I mean, they didn't really play anybody to start the season. And then they upset Texas. And so we overrated them a little bit, like especially on the defensive side of the ball. You know, I like what Brett Venables did because they were so bad. You know, it was only year two, but they still give up a ton of explosive plays. And like you said, now Dylan Gabriel's gone. They've had some guys hit the transfer portal. Also, they're heading to the SEC next year. I just I worry, like, I wonder what the motivation is going to be or how prepared they're going to be for this game. Where with Arizona, 
man, I mean, this was a team, like you said, with, uh, you know, really well coached. And also, their projected win total coming into the season, I believe, was only like four and a half. I went under. And so um, they're kind of playing with house money right now, man. Like, they're not supposed to be here. So I really do like that pick. All right, Horvat, we've got a, uh, we've got a bet here. Ooh. A little, little off-the-table bet between uh-huh. Dusty, myself, and Jeff Rust picking Pac-12 bowl game winners. Loser okay. has to have a uh, a mustache. For a month. For a month. Mustache only. And then for the very last day, uh, the winner of said bet gets to uh-huh. shave that mustache into, um, well, I think you can imagine well, which mustache. Wh- no, it's whatever with. mustache the, the winner f- deems uh, worthy. Oh, it, come on. We all three know what you a-holes are going to do to me. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, It's going to be oh, yeah. So, in that spirit, walk walk me through your 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 Pac-12 picks so we can kind of get an understanding of where we where we might have gone right or wrong. Oh boy! All right, so let's take a look. Um, I like Louisville against USC. Now, current number, woo, we're all the way out to seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I still like Louisville. Obviously, you know, no Caleb Williams. You got a defense that's pretty much outside the top 100 in every statistical category. So I still like uh, Brahm squad. I think they're going to be pretty well prepared for this game. So I'll roll with them. Uh, let's see. Who else do we got still to go in this Yeah, You got Utah Northwestern. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's coming up on Saturday. Yeah. Man, I was supposed to go to that game. I'm, go- I'm-, I'm going home for the holidays to Chicago, but I was going to stop in Las Vegas. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. I'm excited for that game. I bet Northwestern. Uh, I think Northwestern is going to keep that game close. Mm. I mean, man, nobody expected anything from them. Their win total was two and a half. They fired Pat Fitzgerald before the season, and they played really well down the stretch. So I'm actually going to take the points with them. Um, Like I said, I like UCLA against Boise State. We already have that one. The one that's tough for me, so, man, this price is a little inflated. I like what Liberty's done this season. Um, I really like Jamie Chadwell. But Bo Nix is playing in this game, you know, I guess that means he's playing all four quarters. So I'll roll with Oregon as 16-point favorites, I guess. But, man, that's so tough because it's such a big number, and I actually like Liberty. You know, that's a big number. And then, um, yeah. Oregon uh, State, Notre Dame, and the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. God, this one's so tough for me because I was planning on betting Notre Dame. I'm a Notre Dame fan. I was like, finally a good spot because Oregon State, obviously you have a new coaching staff come in. You have DJU hitting the transfer portal. And and I figure okay well Sam Hartman Notre Dame played paid mm-hmm. him two million dollars to play quarterback it was kind of a disappointing season right and he's not going to be a first round pick second round pick and for whatever reason he's not going to play in the bowl game so they're starting a backup quarterback so I'm going to take the points actually with Oregon State let's uh, go I don't, really, I don't trust yeah I don't trust Notre Dame guys I mean I'm a huge fan but like I worry a little bit about the secondary. You know, Mitchell Evans, their best player, got hurt. He won't be playing in this game. He got no Sam Hartman. They don't really have any wide receivers. Their best wide receiver this season was a converted running back, Chris Tyree, and he hit the transfer portal. And, oh, and they just lost their offensive coordinator, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Oregon State's going to win this game outright. <laughs> wow. I just talked myself into that. There you go. Oh, my goodness. All right, now, uh, there's something I wanted to bounce off of you because we have seen something in the NFL that uh, I, it's unheard of. Seven straight Monday night games, we've had the underdog win outright. Is it now time to just fade the favorite in Monday night football moving forward, or do we trust that coming up where we got a triple header that we're going to have some – 
some of the favorites actually win the game, if not cover. Yeah, I mean, it's gotten interesting, right? Because the funny thing is favorites have been on a crazy roll the last couple yep. weeks, um, you know, except for these primetime spots. And so I really feel like it really depends on the matchup. And I do love, like, a good book need. I mean, Monday night with the Seattle Seahawks outright. I was on the Seahawks, and I was like, oh, man, I made a big mistake. But those are, that's just like one of those system plays where the line doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But the Eagles, man, they just haven't been the same team this season. Jalen was sick. He hasn't really looked very good. So I like that spot. Coming up this week, though, man, I mean, it's tough, especially when we get to Christmas night. Because I know that everybody is going to like the San Francisco 49ers, and I completely understand why. But I kind of like Baltimore in this game. Um, Especially, man, we're at five and a half. So I think maybe I'll ride with the dog on that one. But I do think that we'll get some favorites cashing, uh, you know, coming up here soon in the right spots. Uh, You know, but, man, I look at this week, and there's a lot of dogs I like. You know, my co-host hates this one. I really like the Steelers coming up on Saturday uh, Mm -hmm. in primetime. You know, I just two point dogs. I really wanted to get to three. They benched Mitchell Trubisky. I know it's you know you don't really have an upgrade at the quarterback position, but Mike Tomlin desperation you know spot here. I like the Steelers a lot. So there's another dog I like. Uh, well, how do you feel about Miami in Dallas? Because you can get that out. Yeah. Miami minus one and a half. Dallas on the road has been a different team. Dak is coming off a, a terrible game in the rain and the muck. They do. They won't have to worry about inclement weather when you go down to Miami, but they've been a different team on the road. Yeah. So this is one where I was like, okay, I want to say that this will be a good spot for the favorite, because I know that right now the Cowboys are one and a half point dogs, meaning pretty much as the pick. I think they're actually going to close as a slight favorite. I might be wrong on that. I just want to wait and see the final injury report, but man, if they get a very healthy or if they get a healthy Micah Parsons, against a pretty beat-up Dolphins offensive line right now. Like, the Dolphins have the best center in all football now. He's out for the year. Uh, Tyreek Hill's injured right now. You know, on the defensive side of the ball, things are starting to come together. But, man, losing Phillips, he, he's their best pass rusher. That's huge. The problem with the Cowboys is do you trust them on the road? All their losses this season have come off the road. I'm not going to overreact to what we saw last weekend, though. The reason I bet against them so big with the Bills, they were dealing with the flu bug. Same thing that Jalen Hurts was dealing with, I think. Or, you know, I mean, they played each other. But they had 13 guys that were sick all week at practice, and it looked like it. You know, they just didn't look like they wanted to be there. So I think they actually bounced back. I like yeah. Miami, but I need to see Miami beat one of these physical teams in Dallas, I still think, like especially the way that they played in that game, you know, I don't know what Mike McCarthy was thinking playing as starters in the fourth quarter, but I think they bounced back. So I do like Dallas. Right now they're slight dogs. I think they might close as favorites. So if you do like them, I'd probably bet them right now. If you like Miami, I might wait and see if you could get a better number and because uh, they might close as one-and-a-half, two-point dogs in this spot, actually. Oof. Spicy. Love it. It's going to be interesting. A little stretch down down the stretch here. Horvat, thanks for joining us, man. Enjoy your time back home, and uh, have a Merry Christmas, man. Thanks so much, guys. Have a good Christmas. Hey, anytime. Uh, you take care. We'll catch up with you next week. That was the host of BetMGM Tonight and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Ryan Horvat. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. When we come back, Florida State is still trying to leave the ACC. We'll get to that real quick before we get to Andrew Nemec, our recruiting insider, at 2 o'clock. Danny and Dusty. Danny the fan. It's time for today's worst day on the web. With Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. That sucks.
Oklahoma City Thunder don't care what you think. No, they don't. This is uh, all-time stupid. Uh, this happened yesterday afternoon. Uh, I was at the Blazers game, and there wasn't a single person that worked in basketball that didn't stop and ask, did you see what the Thunder tweeted? And every single person said, yes, yes, I did. And there wasn't a single person that was like, you know what? I see the value in tweeting that. And if you're wondering, what, just, just what did the Thunder tweet? It wasn't anything uh, crazy. Uh, yeah, it was. Of things, I think it was. But then you understand why it's so crazy. This is the time of year when all-star voting is open. And they put one out for Shea. They put one out for Chad. They yeah. put one out for Josh Giddy, oh, who's no. currently under investigation oh. for statutory rape. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. What the hell is the benefit? If you're doing a cost-benefit analysis here, where is the benefit? And then everyone's like, oh, the social media team. Mm-mm. Nope. No, 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 no. Wrong. This falls on Sam Presti. <laughs> really? Absolutely. Because if you don't think that... Do you think the 30-year-old social media manager was in there like, this is a good idea? Yeah. I want to lose my job. Oh. I want to sit here and get quote tweeted into another dimension. Yeah, this is what I want to do. If you don't think that they went to their boss and their boss didn't go to their boss, they said, run it. This is the same organization that traded for Kevin Porter Jr. Just so they could get another pick. They do not care. I wonder, though, what in the world about Josh Giddy makes you think that he is an all-star Without the statutory, he's rate. not even closing on his own team. He had he's averaging on the season eleven points, six rebounds, four assists. Yeah, I mean those aren't bad numbers. Not all star numbers. It's just like what what is again what is the cost benefit analysis here? Where like this benefit X is great. There's not putting Josh Giddy's name into the world right now is just not a good idea. It's all it does is just make people talk about your franchise negatively. Yes, and there's like this is the whole this is the whole thing with when you going down the roads like jo, what Josh Giddy is accused of mm-hmm. is illegal. Yes. Okay. Now there's still a lot that needs to be determined, right? With the law enforcement, the courts, sure. all of these things. But you let but you let that run you, its course. You let that run its course and don't bring any more undue attention to him, the situation, or your franchise. And they're doing all and that, that's just like organizationally how they should be thinking. Like what they should be doing, and we talked about this at the time, is until this comes to a resolution in any sense, you should sit the guy. And Which you, is what you we can, discussed. You originally. can sit him with pay, and then as you find more information out, you can choose to sit him without pay. But instead, they're leaning the complete opposite direction and going fully into nope. We're pumping him for all stars. I just I, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. I, don't, I, I it's hubris is what it is. I just yeah. I mean, like in all honesty, though, you you know executives around the league. Mm-hmm. There's guys that are just, they think they're above it all. And there, it does seem to kind of feel like that. Like even if it, just even take if a Giddy drink is, out of a water bottle. Yeah. Even if Giddy is, is found, hmm? 
I don't even want to say exonerated or innocent, but charges are not filed. Is that a win? Sure. Is that something you should be celebrating and promoting him? And maybe he should be in the back burner for a little while for making at very minimum wildly dubious choices? Uh, I would say wildly dubious is one way to put it. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm trying not to use profanity. Okay. <laughs> when, you, to put it. when you hear me say something that doesn't sound like it's normally coming out of my mouth, uh, that's yeah. because I'm trying not to cuss. <laughs> just horrible look by the I just Oklahoma City don't Thunder. understand go. it. So there go. you go. All right, coming up next, we do have Andrew Nemec, our recruiting expert, joining us. Uh, he will fill us in on all the comings and goings of the transfer portal nas- or early National Signing Day uh, for all of the the schools involved here on the West Coast, those going into the Big Ten, as well as those left behind. Danny and Dusty, Danny fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 